Welcome to another fantastic episode of How To with Mia and Ziad. If you aren't already, then go ahead and subscribe to us on our YouTube channel and go and follow us on our other social media accounts. It's all under the handle Gerber Kawasaki. Today, we're going to be talking about saving for college. Saving for college is definitely necessary because we all know college is very expensive. So we're going to be talking through a couple types of plans that you can use to save for college. Now, of course, remember that none of this should be taken as personal advice. If you have questions about your specific situation, please talk to your financial advisor and let's get into it. Working with a lot of younger families, one of the major goals that they have is being able to support their children through college. It's especially now more than ever, it's so important to make sure that college savings is a part of your plan and your goals. So we wanted to take some time to dive into how much you should be saving for, what kind of different accounts you can take advantage of, and how it fits into your overall financial plan. So let's get into it. So why is it so important to start saving early for college? Well, if you've been paying attention to college tuition prices over the past few decades, you'll notice that they have increased exponentially over the years. College tuition prices have been getting higher and higher at an increasing rate per year, so much to the point that you can't even use regular inflation rates to forecast what college tuition is going to cost in the future. You have to use what's called a college inflation rate instead. Here at GK, we use a college inflation rate of 5% growth a year on college tuition prices. To put that into context, let's say you had a kid today and they're planning on going to college in 18 years. You wanted to make sure that you were paying for all four years of college and they decided to go to the most expensive private institution in the country. Right now, tuition rates range from around to around $60,000 a year. That means for four years, you would have to be ready to pay for about $240,000 in tuition alone. Now, if you apply college inflation to that 5% a year for 18 years, that means by the time they get to college, you have to be ready to pay upwards of $750,000 in tuition to pay for their entire college education. Now, that's not even including room and board, food, textbooks, all that other stuff that also comes into play. So with tuition rates getting so high over such a long over such a long period of time you need to be ready to save earlier rather than later get your money working for you earlier so that way it's a lot easier to make sure that you're supporting your children through college so what is a 529 and what are some incentives that they offer what can they be used for who can contribute to them how much can you contribute to them let's get into all of that a 529 plan is an investment account that is used to save and then pay for college 529s can offer tax advantages and savings and investment opportunities that can then pay for qualified educational expenses they work in a way that's similar to roth iras you make after-tax contributions and and then later they can be pulled out tax-free, again, if they're qualified educational expenses. Contributions to a 529 plan are considered gifts for gift tax purposes. Gift tax exclusion for 2021 is 15,000 per individual. So you can give 15,000 without incurring gift tax. So the term educational expenses is a little bit broad. It's not just tuition. It can be a laptop for school. It could be room and board books and other essential supplies. It does not have an age limit for withdrawals. So it could be used for grad school. It could be used for continued education. And it can actually be used for elementary, middle school and high school as well. But you can only deduct $10,000 annually. 
before the 529 plan, there was the Coverdell Educational Savings Account or ESA. Now this is the OG, this is the original college savings plan before 529 plans existed. What, how this works is similar to a 529, you can make contributions into the account with after-tax contributions, so you won't get deductions by contributing into here, but it's gonna grow tax deferred, and as long as you use it for college expenses or educational expenses, this money is also gonna be able to be withdrawn tax-free. Now there's a lot more limitations to a Coverdell as opposed to a 529 plan. One, if you make too much money, you can't contribute into this plan. If you as a couple make more than $220,000 or as a single person make 100, over 110,000, you cannot contribute into a Carbondale ESA. Also, unlike the 529 plan where you can contribute 15,000 a person, in total, a child of a Carbondale ESA can only receive $2,000. It doesn't matter where it comes from, you can only contribute 2,000 a year, which means there's a lot more limitations on contributions as well. Now, the big added benefit of Coverdell as opposed to 529 is that a Coverdell ESA has unlimited flexibility on what you can invest in. You can invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, make your pick. It's not limited like a 529 plan is. So keep that in mind as you think about planning for educational savings. So what are UGMA and UTMA accounts? First, what do they stand for? UGMA is the Uniform Gift to Minors Act. UTMA is the Uniform Transfers to Minors Act. And they're relatively similar, as are their names. Both are custodial accounts for one child who is a beneficial owner. There should be one custodian as well who is an adult and acts in a fiduciary capacity but is not necessarily the donor. Once the money is transferred to these accounts, there's no take back. So UGMAs and UTMAs are irrevocable. That means that they are immediately owned by the child, so the earnings on the account are actually taxed to the child's rate, which is typically lower than the parent's rate. And they can be withdrawn for the benefit of the child, so it could even be used for like a fun summer camp, but not for basic necessities like food. So what's the difference between UGMAs and UTMAs? For UGMAs, the assets are registered to the child at the age of majority, which can vary per state. and. It has limits on their investment options. UTMAs, you designate the age for the transfer of the assets, and it has a much broader range of options for investments. So as you can see, saving to support your children through their college education is so important, something that you do want to get started on earlier rather than later. If you've seen any episodes we've done on student loans, you'll know that those loans can be a big burden. And being able to take some of that load off your children's shoulders will help jumpstart their financial lives as they graduate and enter the workforce. As a service to our GK clients, we do not charge ongoing management fees for our 529 plans. So what are you waiting for? Reach out to us. We can sit down, get your educational savings plan together, as well as make sure the rest of your finances are working in your best interests. Well, everyone, thank you again for joining us on another episode of How To With Mia and Ziad. I hope to see you back here next week. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you can be notified when we put out a new episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media accounts. We have pretty much all of them. And you can also listen to this audio on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that, I'll see you next week. See you all next week. Bye. <laughs>